are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Miller Thomas, the always wonderful and, might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, we actually have a bunch to talk about. Uh, surprisingly, we're going to be talking about Jake Lamb being designated. We're going to be talking about Kevin Ginkle as the new closer. We're going to be talking about what Derek Hall had to say about Toy Lovella's job security. And we're going to be talking about Caleb Smith making his debut on Friday. So all that. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's first start here. We'll first start with what Derek Hall had to say about Tori Lovello's job security. And he talked to Arizona Sports today, and he was telling them, hey, it, it doesn't matter what happens this year. He told Doug and Wolf this. He says, Tori is going to be safe. He says this down season is not going to affect Tori Lovello's job security. And I don't know if I entirely believe it. Yes, Derek Hall is saying it, and yes, maybe I should believe it since he, he's telling us, you know. But you know what else he told us? He told us the Diamondbacks were going to be buyers at the trade deadline. Now, I've already made this joke, but if buyers means buying middling prospects at the deadline, then I was confused and I was wrong because I didn't know what that, I I didn't know that's what buyers meant. But we all know that's not what buyers means. We all know, we all know buyers means acquiring star talent, like what they did a couple of years ago when they acquired J.D. Martinez at the trade deadline. That's what being a buyer is at the trade deadline, not what they just did at this past trade deadline. And so that was already a lie when Derek Hall told us the D-backs are going to be buyers at the trade deadline. That was just not true. And now he's telling us the job security of Tory Lovello is going to be safe. And for the most part, I do believe that. I do think his job security is safe because I do think Tory Lovello is very respected in that organization. I do think management and front office loves Tory Lovello. It seems like him and Mike Hazen are on the same page. They both were part of the Red Sox organization, so they have, they have long ties. They've been connected to each other for years now, and so it's not surprising to hear that Tory Lovello's job security is safe because I think his job security is safe as long as Mike Hazen's job security is safe. I believe they are tied together, so as long as Mike Hazen is safe, Toy Lovello is going to be safe. But let me just, once again, I've done this on the pod before, but let me just show you the parallels between 
Toy Lovello's and Kirk Gibson's Kirk Gibson's career. It's why I always say uh, Toy Lovello could be fired at the end of this season because in Lovello's and Gibson's first year on the job, Gibson won 94 games and lost in the NLDS. Toy Lovello won 93 games and lost in the NLDS. The very next year for Gibson, he won 81 games, no playoffs. Toy Lovello the next season, 82 games, no playoffs. The next season for Kirk Gibson, 81 games and no playoffs. The next season for Toy Lovello, 85 games and no playoffs. Then the very next season, Kirk Gibson was fired after the D-backs finished with a, a 64 and 98 record. Now, the D-backs this season are going to finish with one of the worst records in baseball. So that's why I thought it was entirely pos- possible that the D-backs would fire Tory Lavella at the end of the season. There are just so many parallels between him and Kirk Gibson. So I wouldn't have been surprised if he did. But I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Tory Lavella did get canned at the end of the season. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got kept either. I think either scenario, I wouldn't be shocked to see. Now let's segue to the game of tomorrow because Caleb Smith is expected to make his D-backs debut and I don't know how to feel about this. He's coming in to replace Alex Young in the rotation who hasn't really been too impressive. I I like Taylor Clark right now more than Alex Young. He's been the more impressive guy in this rotation, but this guy, Caleb Smith, I'm already starting to get a migraine just because everyone's telling me about how he parallels Robbie Ray. And what's really concerning is in 2019, Caleb Smith had a 4-5-2 ERA, but gave up the league high with 33 home runs. He gave up 33 home runs in 2019. And that just makes me question whether how good this guy really is. And is he just going to be the new... um, Robbie Ray, because I can't handle another Robbie Ray-like pitcher. I, my my mind can't handle it. I can't see another guy go out there on the mound and pitch poorly like Robbie Ray has done this season. And if you just look at Caleb, uh, Caleb Smith's, uh, other, some of his other numbers, his walks per nine for his career is at 3.9. So he gives up the home runs. He walks a lot of dudes. But his strikeouts per nine... so just like Robbie Ray, he's a pretty good strikeout artist. He walks a lot of dudes, and he gives up home runs. That trifecta right there will surely make me take at least three Advils. And right now, I'm not on the Caleb Smith train, but I will have an open mind. You know, I don't want to write this guy off before I even see him do it because that's not fair to Caleb Smith. I should give him the opportunity to, to allow my headache to grow or to allow my headache to surface in my head, or maybe there won't even be a headache. Maybe Caleb Smith will go out there on the mound tomorrow, and maybe he will have a good start tomorrow. And if he does have a good start tomorrow, that will make me be even more open to the idea that Caleb Smith can be a good pitcher with the Diamondbacks. But I need to see more than just a good start tomorrow because I need to see a string of good starts. We have to figure out this rotation for next season. Right now, Zach Gallon is the only guy who seems to be a lock for this rotation. I would say Merrill Kelly too, but on yesterday's pod, I mentioned how he underwent thoracic outlet surgery, and that could put him in jeopardy for 2021, at least the start of it. So we don't know about that. Madison Bumgarner is, of course, a lock for this rotation right now just because of that contract. And you have to imagine Luke Weaver is as well with 
the investment that the team has in him. So that's three spots in the rotation right now. And Caleb Smith could be that fourth guy, the fifth guy in the rotation. But it all depends how he pitches for the rest of the season. I'm going to have an open mind. I'm going to let Caleb Smith perform how he performs. But I'm already not super hopeful that this guy is a missing piece in this Diamondbacks rotation. But let's hope he proves me wrong. And let's hope he's everything we wish Robbie Ray was. Now, coming up, I'll talk about Kevin Ginkle being the new Diamondbacks closer and Jake Lamb being designated for assignment. But first, if you're, but first, let me tell you guys about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Wind your often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for, per, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about Kevin Ginkle being the new closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but let's first... Start with Jake Lamb being designated for assignment. And this is such disappointing news. I mean, I've been using that word a lot on this podcast. Disappointing because hearing the end of the Jake Lamb, hearing that it's the end of the Jake Lamb era is disappointing. This was a guy who we've seen make an all-star back in 2017. And he's still a guy who's not old at all. He's only 29 years old right now. And he has a couple years under his belt where he looked like a, a pretty good everyday player. I already mentioned the all-star appearance, but in 2016, 29 home runs, 91 ribbies. 2017, 30 home runs, 105 ribbies. This guy used to be a slugger in the middle of the lineup. He used to be able to get you RBIs, score himself runs, hit home runs. He used to be able to do it... Uh, a decent amount in the middle of a Diamondbacks lineup. He used to be a real slugger and the guy who could do some real damage. He had a, he had a couple campaigns. He had over 30 doubles. So this was definitely a guy who, as your 5-6 hitter, was definitely kind of feared. He, he was not anything great. He was not ever the best, you know, third baseman or corner infielder in baseball, but he was a guy that had to be respected, and he was a guy who was deserving of an everyday role, a guy who was deserving of a pretty decent-sized contract, at least to be in that Mike Moustakis kind of, you know, tier. And it's just sad to see, you know, a guy like Jake Lamb who spent his entire career with the Diamondbacks, who 
was actually drafted by the D-backs in the sixth round of the 2020, uh, not 2020, the 2012 MLB draft, make his debut in 2014. All of a sudden, or not even all of a sudden, after seven years with the organization on the professional level, nine years overall in the organization, the Jake Lamb era is over, and he's been designated for assignment. Uh, it looks like the D-backs will probably outright release him. I'm not entirely too sure on that uh, point, but he's not making a ton of money this season. He's only on the books for $5.5 million 2020, and he's going to be a free agent in 2021. So we expect to see Jake Lamb in a new uniform next season, and he's just a guy who I don't think the D-backs want to bring back for next year. In 2019, he only played 78 games due to injury. In 2018, he only played 56 games due to injury as well. And over those two seasons, he only batted near 200. And then you look at 2020, he's been healthy the whole season, but he has not been able to get on track at all or get any sort of consistency in 50 plate appearances. Jake Lamb has zero home runs. He has five hits, one double, one RBI, and he's batting 116 with 17 strikeouts. He's just been atrocious at the plate, doing nothing in the OBP department, doing nothing in the slugging department, and he's just been uh, a guy who's been pretty much unplayable in the major leagues this uh, uh, during this season. And it's sad to see him go, but there's really nothing else the D-backs could do. They want to see younger players uh, in this. They want to see younger players on this roster right now getting playing time and seeing what they have uh, available in their farm system. And Jake Lamb, I think the book is written on him. It's now three years in a row where he's been disappointing or he's been hurt or both. And right now the D-backs are moving on. They're parting ways with Jake Lamb, and that's okay. That happens in baseball. That happens across sports. So the best thing we could do is hope that Jake Lamb finds a new team and he's able to rejuvenate his career. And who knows? They always say if you love something, set it free. And it lo and if it loves you back, it will come back. So maybe Jake Lamb could come back down the line in the future. But for right now, if you love Jake Lamb, you just have to let him go because he's hurting this team more than he's helping the team. But right now, another guy who is hurting the team more than he's helping the team as well, but who has high potential and who I've been high on entering the 2020 season is Kevin Ginkle, who all of a sudden is back to being the closer for this Diamondbacks team. And I said before the season, if anything happened to Archie Bradley, he was going to be the prime candidate to be the Diamondbacks closer. And that's what he is right now. I don't know how many opportunities he's going to have to actually save ball games just because this D-backs team is so bad and they're never they're never even in position to win games but I really like Kevin Ginkle I really like his stuff but this season has been uh, an an utter disappointment to say the least for Jake Lamb he's been better recently I guess he still has given up three earned runs uh given up uh, uh, at least one earned run in three of his last six outings, which is just something you don't want to see. This was a guy who just so utterly dominant last season in 2019. Hit a 1-4-8 ERA his rookie year, which was last year, and only 24 innings. Granted, but he's only pitched 16 innings this year. He's given up triple the amount of earned runs and one more home run, too. So I don't know what's happened to Kevin Gingle this year. His strikeouts numbers 
are the same, but the biggest area of concern for Kevin Ginkle is that walk rate. He's doubled the amount of walks from 3.3 to 7.3 this season, and his hit rate has gone from 5.5 to 11.8, and those are both per nine innings. So Kevin Ginkle has been getting shelled in the hit department. He's walking guys more than usual, and that is just not a good combination when you start putting guys on base and you start giving up hits because that's the quickest way for a double to turn into earned runs, and that's what's happened to Kevin Ginkle this season, and it looks like his slider and changeup haven't been as effective as last season. His fastball still looks pretty good, but he's definitely a guy who has to have a bounce-back season. It has to be showing flashes of improvement and moving in the right direction because I do think Kevin Ginkle could be the the everyday closer in 2021, but he has to prove that he could do it in 2020. And 2019, he showed us he could be the closer. He finished four games in 2019. He saved two games in 2019, so he did have his flashes last year, but... Uh, flashes really haven't been there too much for Kevin Ginkle. Yes, he's had his good outings, but he hasn't had a, a long enough string of good outings for me to be super excited about him overall as a baseball player for 2021. He only has two seasons under his belt. Right now, he looks like Jekyll and Hyde because he was so dominant in 2019, and he's been utterly atrocious in 2020. So for the rest of the season, the best thing I can hope for is that he starts pitching better, starts moving in the right direction, and maybe a move to closer actually improves Kevin Ginkle's numbers overall because some guys are just built for that situation. Some guys are just built for high-leverage moments, and maybe Kevin Ginkle is that guy. Maybe coming out in the 7th or 8th inning just wasn't doing it for him. He, it, sometimes just the mentality of it. You have to have a different mentality of, as a closer. You have to attack even more. You just always have to... You always have to pitch like the game is on the line, and maybe he just wasn't doing that as a middle relief. So I'm hoping the move to closer just fixes up some issues with Kevin Ginkle, and I hope they are taking a look at his mechanics, and I hope he fixes his flaws because this is a guy that has the nasty stuff. This is the guy that could be a dominant closer for the foreseeable future and a guy that could, you know, be the Diamondbacks' closer of the future for the next few years. So... He definitely has to get it together, and he definitely has to start moving in the right direction for the rest of 2020. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Thanks to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. Don't forget to listen to the rest of the, uh, the this past week's podcast, you know, Monday through Wednesday. And I hope everyone out there just staying safe and staying healthy as always. Peace!